This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan talking recruiting now with Nate Klaus. Um, He's joining us remotely out in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope he's somewhere near a pool, maybe a golf course, possibly with a drink with an umbrella in his hand. Uh, Of course, after he's done doing the recruiting segment in this uh, segment here on the Husker Online Show, brought to you by our friends at Kugler Vision. Nate Klaus, tell them about your experience with Kugler Vision. Yeah, open to get out to a golf course and test out the the new eyes, the new vision that I, that I've gotten uh, since I had my LASIK procedure done at, at Kugler Vision. And now is the time to schedule your LASIK consultation at Kugler Vision. Uh, come in for a consultation during the month of February, and you're automatically entered to win an Omaha night out a delicious dinner at 801 Chop House in the Old Market with two tickets to see the Lumineers at the CHI Health Center March 14th. Uh, so I encourage you to go in, uh, book your consultation at uh, kuglervision.com and, and be entered for that contest and to improve your vision for 2020. Well, Nate, let's talk some recruiting here now. When when you start to look more at some of these top names, especially in the region for 2021, you've got TJ Bowlers uh, right outside um, Iowa City there in Amana and Obviously, Thomas Fedoni in Council Bluffs, Avante Dickerson in Omaha, you know, three of the highest rated guys really in the 500 mile radius. And, you know, we're learning that this is not going to be a regional battle, so to speak, in some other big name national programs, elite programs, might I add, threw their names in the ring for all these players this week. Yeah, they really did. I mean, you you had Alabama uh, that came in and, and offered Fedoni and Bowlers. Uh, USC has come in and, and offered Avante Dickerson. Um, and there's a little bit of a connection there. You know, uh, former Nebraska defensive backs coach Dante Williams just recently moved from Oregon to USC, um, you know, where he's the, the new DB coach there for the Trojans. Um, and, and just a day or two after that happens, he, he offered Avante Dickerson. So, uh, I mean, it's been, and, and I'll be honest with you, I mean, if Teddy Prohaska was not committed to the Huskers, he'd probably be receiving a lot of these offers too. Uh, it's pretty, you know, it's, pre- it's pretty crazy when you look at the types of teams that are coming in and recruiting uh, this regional talent that, that, uh, that exists uh, between Nebraska and Iowa uh, right now. I mean, it kind of reminds you of uh, – of you know when Isaiah Simmons went to Clemson and, and Xavier Kelly went to Clemson uh, in Kansas you know a handful of years ago, but the the, the big difference is that uh, these are not late offers. I mean the, the, these programs, these big time programs, are coming in early on and trying to, to snag some of these guys. You're listening here to the Husker Alliance Show as we talk recruiting and Nate. I think it's just another example of the money that the uh, upper conferences and the programs have now. They just have additional bodies, additional manpower that, you know, you flash back to when you were in recruiting um, with Nebraska, the the salaries, you know, were fair wage at that time, but they, they didn't have near the manpower that you see now with so many six-figure bodies that are just evaluating recruiting film and full-time recruiting staff members, and then obviously access now to private planes to get to these places easier. It's totally changed how recruiting is done, and it's really made it where you're seeing Alabama come into Council Bluffs, Iowa, and make an offer. Yeah, I mean, it's changed everything. The recruiting landscape as a whole over the last you know, 10, 10 years or more uh, has just changed uh, dramatically. I mean, 
you mentioned that the the amount of money that that these that these schools have the budgets um, which allows them to have massive recruiting staffs and uh, I remember you know working in Nebraska it was really kind of a two man show and and a secretary and and now you've got recruiting staffs that have four five six or more just dedicated people to to uh, you know kind of evaluating film and, and doing a lot of the legwork. Uh, for the coaching staff, and, and and in a lot of in some cases, it's even it's even more than that. So, and those guys are making you know uh, six figures a year or very close to it, so, which is which is really mind blowing uh, when when I look back to to what some of the guys uh, in the recruiting office were making uh, when I worked there. So, um, it's it's changed everything, and, and the process has sped up and become so competitive too that. Uh, you kind of have to get your get your name in there and, and start that relationship and, and offer uh, with a lot of these national type of recruits and um, and the one thing that has not changed I think is is that recruiting is kind of a copycat game. I mean we've all seen it where you know a prospect will pick up an offer or two from a specific school um, and then all of a sudden it kind of opens the floodgates for for a bunch of other schools to follow suit. And, and that's certainly what has happened with, uh, you know, Vontae Dickerson and, and TJ Bowlers and uh, definitely Thomas Fedoni. Hey, Nate, when you, you mentioned earlier about Dante Williams going from Oregon to USC, knowing the landscape right now at USC, why do you think he made that move, leaving probably the top program in the Pac-12 to one that might have a lame duck head coach right now um, when, you, when you look at the two schools? Well, I, I think, I mean, he said it, it was an opportunity to get closer to home. Uh, you know, he's from L.A., and, it, and I think he's got a family member that is ill right now. I, I, believe, his, I, I believe he said his mother is, is not in good health right now. Uh, so that was part of it. But, um, you know, I, I do think that when you, look at, when you look at certain coaches around the country, um, you know, certain assistants, there are guys that could survive staff changes like that. Uh, and I think Dante Williams is one of those guys. He's, he's from LA. He's got every connection there could, you could ever want in, in and around LA and, and really on, on the West coast now. Um, and then he's got a couple connections in the Midwest, you know, for being at Nebraska. And, um, and, uh, and I think that he's such a, he's a good coach. He's a good recruiter. I think he's one of those guys that, um, you know, he, he might feel like, you know what, I'm going to take a, I'm going to roll the dice here and, and get back to my old stomping grounds. And, and if there is a coaching change that happens, I, I think I'm good enough uh, as a coach and as a recruiter that the new coach will have to at least give me a, a legitimate look at, at keeping me on board here. Yeah, because he really obviously isn't really that much tied to Clay Helton. Yeah, you're right. It does feel like maybe he has a idea that, you know, if I do what I know I can do, I'm going to have so much value that a new coach is going to have to keep me on board there. Exactly. And, and let's be honest. I mean, USC, they signed like the 53rd class in the country this past year. Their recruiting has been terrible. And I know a lot of it has to do with Clay Helton, you know, the uncertainty surrounding his future there. Uh, but at the same time, we have seen more schools go into L.A. and pull the, top, the best recruits out of L.A., um, here over the last, you know, probably two or three recruiting cycles that, that I can ever remember. And USC is not getting those guys anymore. Uh, it's, it's been Arizona State. It was Oregon when, you know, Dante himself were, 
was at Oregon, um, you know, over these past few years. They've been stealing the best guys out of L.A. Um, and even, you know, some other programs nationally. So uh, I think that if if you're Dante and you think you can go into L.A. and, and lock up some of these some of these top players and say, hey, look, uh, you need me to keep some of these guys at home, I think regardless of who the head coach is, they're going to they're going to keep him and they're probably going to pay him pretty well. Yeah, you look just across the board what Arizona State is is doing. I mean, they hired obviously Herm Edwards as the head coach, but then Marvin Lewis, um, you know, is now um, a full time uh, co defensive coordinator. I mean, you look across the country. Um, isn't Ed Reed now with Miami, and then uh, Demarco Murray's just been brought on at Oklahoma? You're seeing kind of a younger. NFL type guy coming into some of these programs and um, you know, it has, you know, it it will change with recruiting and Nebraska will have to fight some of that now going forward against some of these coaches. Yeah. I mean, you're getting guys that have some, some name brand name recognition, um, you know, to their, to their profile that are coming back, going back to their, their alma mater and and recruiting uh, or at least being involved in the program. And um, you know, and and if, if they didn't play there, then it's, there's still players there's still you know coaches now I guess that you you call them that have um, you know a certain level of cachet to their name and and uh, that is something that's kind of the new trend and and that's something that I think uh, you know Nebraska is going to have to pay attention to and see you know maybe maybe uh, you know create some new roles or whatever but uh, it may get to that point where where they have to kind of follow suit too yeah Antonio Pierce to another guy on that Arizona State staff I mean they they're going to be a force to be reckoned with um, in the West Coast, and yeah, you, if you're USC, you better get it figured out uh, going forward. Yeah, exactly. I, and, yeah, and, and Antonio Pierce is one of those guys that he's got a lot of connections in LA too. He, he was an assistant coach, or or maybe even the defensive coordinator at Long Beach Poly before going to Arizona State with Herm Edwards. And, and I got to eat, I got to eat some crow on that whole Herm Edwards deal. Um, you know, I, I know it's it's still kind of a it's early in the tenure there, but I thought that was going to be just a complete train wreck. And, uh, and so far, they've, they've done all right. All right, Nate. Well, you are out on the West Coast, and I'm going to let you enjoy your time out there with your wife, Stacy. Hope you guys have a, have a good trip out there in Arizona. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, thank you, Nate. And once again, uh, Nebraska basketball in action here, um, as well as the baseball team. So make sure you log on to HuskerOnline.com as we'll have the latest in both Husker football, basketball, and baseball here over the weekend. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.